I knew a few Heathers, now I know a lot of Heathers. Let's get to know one more. Hey, Heather. Welcome to the Hey Heather podcast, where I attempt to interview and get to know as many of the world's Heathers and their stories as humanly possible. I'm your host, Heather Edwards. Today's Heather comes to us from Georgia. She's a process architect who hopes to one day have an ice cream named after her. Please welcome to the show, Heather Clausen. Oh, hey, Heather. How are you? Hey, how are you? I'm doing great. How's your day going so far? Oh, been a been a little bit of a circus this morning, but oh. it's all good. Any uh, details you'd care to share? Uh, my company was just bought by another company. Ooh, I've been there. Been, yeah, we have been uh, running through the gamut of changing health insurance, signing up for new 401k, et cetera, et cetera. So... <laughs> Yeah. And you're a process architect. Is that correct? Uh, Yeah, that's one of the things that I'm doing. What is a process architect? Process architect is somebody who looks at usually internal processes and says, hey, I can make this better. Like that's what you're doing is inefficient and we could probably do it better, make it easier, et cetera, et cetera. You're a problem solver. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. Well, I hope the acquisition goes well. That can be a lot to uh, go through. They've, they've actually been pretty generous. They've taken your all, all of the employees of the original company. They're keeping the higher date you had with the original company. So that's very nice because then you can like get the, you don't have to start with the one week vacation <laughs> if you've been there for 10 years already. So that's kind of nice. So a couple interesting things that you filled out on your guest intake form that I would like to ask about. Sure. Number one, first and foremost, you are apparently a Simpsons quote fanatic. I want to hear more about that. (laughs) That was a very interesting thing to put. I don't know if it's a fanatic, more just like I, I can, I can basically, I can pretty much quote any Simpsons episode. That's amazing. But I think that has more to do with the fact that I just have a good memory and I really like the Simpsons. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Right. Okay, gotcha. Well, that's a ton, a ton of episodes. So I think that's very I impressive. know, right? <laughs> do you have a favorite Simpsons quote? Is there one that like sticks out of the top of your head or anything? Uh, yeah, I mean, the, the one where Homer says, beer, the cause of and solution to all of life's problems always makes me laugh. <laughs> that's a good one. That one pops into my head often because it just makes me laugh. Another thing, motorcycling and archery. Those are a couple of your hobbies, right? That yes, sounds but so not fun. simultaneously. <laughs> oh, man, that would be even more awesome. Not even I am that badass. Um, <laughs> uh, my father always had motorcycles when we were growing up. He got into a really bad accident. I remember when I was about five years old and he broke his leg. Um, and my mom made him sell the motorcycle. But understandably, then um, years later down the road, uh, my dad bought another bicycle or another motorcycle, and he used to take me to school on it when I was in high school. And of course, he loved it because you're like the coolest kid ever. All my friends thought he was my older brother. (laughs) (laughs) So, of course, my dad just ate that up. Uh, But yeah, I always really enjoyed it and everything. So when I moved to North Carolina about 16 years ago, I decided I wanted to get my motorcycle. Well, actually, I had my, uh, uh, take that back. I had my motorcycle license and I had a motorcycle when I lived in California. Okay. 
I had a GSXR 750, which is 750 horsepower. And I loved that thing and I loved riding it in California. But when I moved to North Carolina, I sold it because the weather isn't that good on the East Coast. And you, if when you have things like motorcycles and stuff, my experience was, was you had to kind of winterize it for about seven to eight months out of the year. And I don't know, I felt like I wasn't really getting the, the as much fun as I had out in California where you can almost ride it year round. Practically. Right. But um, yeah, but I, I love riding motorcycle, any kind of motorcycle. I just, you feel, I mean, it's going to sound totally corny, but really, literally the breeze in your hair. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it is just, I don't know. It's really, I really enjoy it. I've gone with groups. I've gone motorcycling in groups. I've gone by myself mm-hmm. both times. I just have a ton of fun doing it. That sounds great. I've been on yeah. a motorcycle a couple of times, at least once is sticking out in my head. And I remember holding on for dear life. <laughs> and I think when I started out on the ride, I did have sunglasses on, but that they were gone. And I just remember tears streaming through my, Ooh. you know, across my face because I couldn't yeah. see anything because we were going so fast. I mean, yeah. it was fun, very exhilarating, but I'm like, uh, I'm glad I was holding on to the back of someone because I'd probably kill myself. Yeah, it's definitely, yeah, there's tricks. We'll put it that way. There's little tricks that you learn as you go along that hopefully other people will share with you as well. Because yes, there are certain times when you get on a motorcycle and it's it's just uncomfortable. Like mm-hmm. it's cold and, <laughs> you know, and you forget your gloves or something. And yeah, that would be yeah, miserable. Yeah, I totally understand. And how did you get into archery? Oh gosh, archery was just literally because my dad had an old he had a hunting bow, which to be honest, I don't know that he ever used, so I don't know where he came from. But he had it in the garage and I, I wanted to learn how to do it. And my dad, of course, is not gonna just hand a <laughs> bow to a like I think I was about ten when I yeah. asked him about it. And it was okay. Anyways, I wouldn't have been able to pull it because it was an eighty pound compound bow, which means it exerts eighty pounds of pressure until the bow breaks which is what they call it. Mm-hmm. And then suddenly the pressure will increase up to like, I think 120 pounds, but I never would have, my skinny little 10 year old spaghetti arms never right. would have been able to <laughs> like, <laughs> pull that back. Get that. So yeah. he bought me a, because I had an interest, he bought me a, just a regular bow, long bow type thing that was cool. much more suited towards a 10 year old. And I literally, we had a kind of a wide field thing in the back of our house at the time. Mm-hmm. And he put out a, couple of straw bales with the target on it and showed me what he knew, which was actually quite a bit, which mm-hmm. I was surprised about. Mm-hmm. And then let me do it. And I'd go out there for hours, just hours. I had calluses on my oh, I fingers. Bet. Yeah. Kind of like the way you get when you learn to play the guitar or something like that. Like my fingers for a little mm-hmm. bit were kind of tore up, but yeah. And then I just, it's, it's literally only ever been a hobby. I've never joined like a league or a team or mm-hmm. competed with it. Is it something you still do today? I, I haven't done it very much in the past 10 years because um, I was diagnosed with rheumatoid arthritis about eight years ago. Mm, okay. And I, I'm sure I still could do it, but it um, it made it a little bit more difficult because um, just if I flare up, I can't. Yeah. Yeah. It was just a little more painful. And I ended up um, selling my the stuff that I had. I sold it. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I. I'd love to go do it again, but I just, I've kind of moved on to other things, I guess. Yeah. Damn arthritis. I know. Arthritis. (laughs) 
<laughs> so has that also stopped you from going into hand-to-hand combat with small children, barnyard animals, and household appliances? No, no. That's the only way you can get a purple belt in Taekwondo. You, okay. have, to, you have to defeat a toaster and a cat, I think, <laughs> as the current standard. <laughs> Uh, maybe a five-year-old. I don't know. I have gotcha. Yeah, I thought that was a very interesting combo. But for the listeners, uh, Heather has a purple belt in Taekwondo, and those are the groups that she is able to defeat. <laughs> have it on my business card. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> Taekwondo is actually a whole lot of fun. I did that. Uh, I started that in my early 20s, and I did it just because I wanted to do it. And then, uh, yeah, I, again, I never competed anything. It was literally just a hobby. It was to get like someplace I could go to get like some exercise. Mm-hmm. Um, again, the rheumatoid arthritis sort of slowed that down quite a bit. But I, to be fair, I also sort of that also sort of fell off my radar when we moved when I moved to the East Coast. Um, just got involved in a whole lot of other things, and it just sort of went by the side. But yeah, very much enjoyed it. Very cool. Where in California did you live? Oh gosh. Uh, I started in a town called El Monte, which anybody who's ever seen Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, <laughs> which they film in West Covina, there's an episode where they talk about El Monte. I lived in El Monte. I lived in Pasadena. I lived in Long Beach. And I lived in San Diego. Oh, wow. Grew up in New Mexico, then moved to California, was there for 10 years, and then went cross country to North Carolina. Very cool. What was the reason for the move to North Carolina? Uh, California is, don't get me wrong, I do miss it, but it's it's very expensive. Um, Hell yeah, it is. Yeah. <laughs> and if you want to do something like buy a house, uh, yeah. it's just either you have to go about three hours away from the city and all the jobs to find a house yep. that you could actually afford. And then it's like a two hour commute <laughs> yep. every day. Or you've got to sell your organs on the black market <laughs> so you can afford someplace that's like closer in, inland. Right. And it was just, it was very it was just very expensive and uh, I don't know I was ready for a change and I had visited a friend in Charlotte and I I absolutely fell in love with that city I was just like I love everything about this place and uh, so I decided it eh, and away I went. The only time I've been in Charlotte is in the airport and it's my favorite airport. I just love it. They've got the rocking chairs and great food and it's my only experience. But it's just based on the airport alone. It seems like a good place to be. Charlotte really is, is a very nice, it's a, to me, it was just a very interesting city. It has, it's got like mountains and you can go to the mountains or you can, the beat, the water is about four hours away mm-hmm. or you you can be in the middle of the city if that's more your thing. And it's just very, it's a very uh, artsy, not artsy, fartsy, but there's a lot of, uh, I found more like venues in Charlotte that did like local music than I ever found in California, which oh, I thought wow. was kind of odd. Because, you know, California sort of has that reputation for, yeah, you know, having that kind of thing. But no, oh my gosh, Charlotte, there was so many different venues to play local music that would do, they had local improv groups. Some of them were hilarious. Like That sounds fun. About to pee my pants laughing hilarious. Which <laughs> That's great. We all know improv doesn't always deliver, but just, I don't know, I just found it very, to be a very... Um, it's very business oriented because Charlotte is, I think, the banking capital of the East Coast. They have, did not know that. I didn't know that either until I moved there. But uh, Bank of America, um, Wells Fargo, a lot of them have their corporate offices are in Charlotte. And uh, so there's like this really high professional vibe. But then on the other hand, there's a very 
creative art, music, just that creative vibe as well. I just, I love the city. I think it's a great, it's an awesome place to live. So at what age did you start arguing with billboards? Oh gosh, I don't know. Probably when I was about five and there was a billboard outside our house that said there was an amusement park in Albuquerque called Uncle Cliff's. And my parents had taken me there at one point. And this billboard outside of Santa Fe said, come to Uncle Cliff's for the most fun you've ever had or something like that. And I thought that was a lie. (laughs) (laughs) And I told my mother so. (laughs) So (laughs) I guess maybe age five or six is when I started doing it. Oh, my gosh. I was like, that's a lie. So ever since then, you've kind of just had this grudge for lying billboards. Now it's just mostly to make fun with my husband because we'll drive somewhere. There'll be a billboard and I'll go like, yeah, that's not true. And he'll be like, what are you talking about? It's false advertising. I know. And then we'll just get to this whole conversation about it. Flashbacks of Uncle Cliff's. Yeah. Why wasn't Uncle Cliff's the funnest place ever? I, I think it was just because I was five and I there were things I wanted to go on, but my parents obviously weren't going to let me go on like a roller coaster or anything. Yeah. And uh, I remember going on a kitty ride and then I didn't feel well afterwards. I don't know. It was just the five-year-old brain. Yeah. I just did not have a good time there. So. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> I was not yet old enough to realize that the billboard was being general message to the public as right. opposed to a specific message specifically for me. <laughs> so, yeah. That's <laughs> hilarious. You've also mentioned that you hope to one day have an ice cream named after you. Wouldn't that be just awesome? I don't know. Is there a particular flavor or name that you have in mind should this ever happen? I want something that's kind of like a chocolate coffee peanut butter thing going on. That sounds good. I know. Do you have a name in mind? I never did have a name in mind. I figured the marketing people at Ben & Jerry's could handle that. Awesome Clausen. That would be incredible. Okay, I'll write that down. That would be awesome. (laughs) I don't know. I I always thought it would be. Fun. Yeah. Chocolate, coffee, peanut butter. Something something like that. Awesome Clausen. <laughs> it's so funny. Uh, now I'm going to have to make that myself and see. <laughs> you probably could. Gonna... You could start like a, a GoFundMe or some type of petition. Yeah. To get you your own ice cream name. <laughs> that would be awesome. So you're funny. You say you like to make people laugh. I do. Have you ever done any stand-up or improv or, you know, mic night type things? You seem like that type of person. No, that's not the way I would make people laugh. I'm not good on stage. (laughs) All right. Are you like a prankster? I'm not a prankster. I'm a writer. The way I laugh is, the way I make people laugh is usually stuff that I write. Um, I do have a blog, but it is a it's a anonymous name blog. And I just, that's, that's where I'm funniest is usually is when I'm writing. And so it's never really, I've never really had the urge to get up (laughs) up and do improv. I probably could. I think you definitely could. I've never actually like tried it. So I can't say with certainty that I would not be able to do it. I just have never really done it. Gotcha. Good to know. You're also a December Heather. I am. I am a December Heather. I'm a Christmas Heather. That's right. You said that. You are December 15th. Yes. Very close. Yes. And also in 73. Yes. See, this is when, based on my research, when the name Heather kind of peaked in popularity. It was 75. Okay. So do you have a particular story behind why you were named Heather? You know, I asked my mom and my parents were your typical Hollywood straight A hippies. Like they just were. (laughs) My dad had a long beard and long hair. Um, my mom got married in a white peasant dress. Um, so 
when I asked my mom, all she said, she goes, I just, I like the color, like Heather Gray, and I like the flower. And she said, and that's why. <laughs> and my youngest sister's name is Amber. And my mom told me that if she had been born a boy, they were going to call her Blue. And then for some reason, my middle sister got a completely normal name, Nicole. <laughs> and I don't know why. I don't know. Heather's pretty normal, too. It is. I think at the time, it was kind of considered a hippie name, although okay. I think that's sort of not the case anymore. The connotation isn't there so much anymore. But honestly, I think so. It was just straight up. My parents were hippies and my mom liked the flower and the color. And there you go. Did you know a lot of Heather's growing up or like in school or, you know, you the only Heather or? I did not meet another Heather until I was in high school, mm. until I was a sophomore in high school. Okay. And then there was one other Heather in uh, in a school. And our uh, I went to a very large high school because the graduating class was something like 390 people. Mm, okay. Um, but she was the only other Heather that I ever encountered there. Now, uh, in my office, which is a very small company, it only has about 50 employees, there is also another Heather, which was surprising. Yeah. But before that, yeah, I never really ran into anybody that had the same name as me. So Gotcha. Yeah, I had multiple Heathers in my like high school classes growing up that I can remember. But now, like after school, I can't remember the last time. Well, <laughs> over the last four weeks, I've met a couple <laughs> hundred Heathers, but I mean like in my town, I can't think of the last time I met like a Heather in person. Yeah. And when I was in college, my roommate was named Heather. Um, but I never saw her because oh. she was very much the party girl. And I think I only saw her three times. Really? Through the whole semester. <laughs> and then she, uh, halfway through the semester, I came back to the room one day and all of her stuff was gone. And I don't, I don't know if she just moved somewhere else or if she left college. I never saw her go to class. So I literally don't know what happened to her. She just vanished. Wow. She did. Yeah. But it was kind of funny. Yeah, having a roommate named Heather. That would have been interesting if she was around more. It would have been, but she was never there. <laughs> she just disappeared one day. Yeah. Math is your mortal enemy. Oh, God, yeah. I feel the exact same way. I would set it on fire if I could. I can't. It's very weird to me. My mother is a math whiz. Like she, My husband uh, is a math whiz. Is it not annoying? I find it annoying. <laughs> very. It's annoying, but then it's also extremely helpful because yes, I'm like, yeah. I need some help. Yeah, I can't get too annoyed because I know I'm going to need my husband to answer a question for me later. Exactly. So, yeah, but I, yeah, I was always, like I said, I write. I was always better with um, words than with the math. But yeah. Thanks so much for taking the time to chat with me today. Oh, yeah, it's so totally. fun to learn about all the Heathers. Oh, yeah. I can't wait to find out everybody else's story, right? I know. Yeah. Yeah. Did you get, did, was it only Heathers in like the US or did you get international Heathers? Oh, no. There's Heathers all over the world. Oh, awesome. Okay. That's even more fun. Yeah. I think one of the first ones I spoke to was in Sweden, Ooh, which okay. is really cool. Very cool. They're everywhere. <laughs> Well, that's very cool. And thank you so much because I totally enjoyed it. And I think this will be so interesting. I can't wait to hear some of the other stuff. Yeah, me too. Even though like I'm doing it, like I can't <laughs> wait to just sit back and like hit play yeah. and just listen to the episodes. Like, wow, look at all these stories that we were able to capture. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Thank you for being a part of it. Anytime. All right. Bye. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed our show, please subscribe. You can also sign up to receive updates and other podcast news on our website, theheyheatherpodcast.com. Or follow us on Instagram at the Hey Heather Podcast. I knew a few Heathers, now I know a lot of Heathers. Let's get to know one more. Hey Heather. <laughs>